0: You are listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 228. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens and I am your host of the Best in Wealth podcast. Now this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I'm a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, educator, and wealth advisor. And today's episode is about social security. Will it be around? Will it run out? Will they take it from me because I'm a high-income earner with a large 401k balance? That's what we're going to talk about. But before we get to the topic of the day, if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know that I have three girls, a 25-year-old who has graduated from college, kindergarten teacher in Washington, D.C. She's been out of the house for quite a while. And then I have a daughter who's gonna be a sophomore in high school in a few weeks and a daughter who's gonna be in eighth grade starting in a few weeks. Well, my wife and I often think about and talk about what it's going to be like when all of our kids are out of the house, just like my oldest is. What is it going to be like? Really quiet? Are we going to get along? What is going to happen? And this week, we are getting a taste of it because on Wednesday, it's now Friday when I'm recording this episode, but on Wednesday, I loaded my eighth grader and sophomore up in the car and drove them to the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh for a four day volleyball camp, dropped them off and came home. So now my wife and I are experiencing what it's like not to have any kids in the house. Let me tell you, it's a little strange. You know, our kids seem to be our life these days and we drive them everywhere and worry about them all the time and take up most of our time our kids do don't they so when they're not around well they still might consume some of your mental energy but there's no one to drive to volleyball practice or to their friend's house or take them shopping or feed them dinner or clean up after them it's a little bit weird So I told my wife, well, we got to start thinking about what this is going to be like because someday it's going to happen. We need to figure out what our new normal is going to look like and not have it smack us in the face like it did this week and prepare and get ready. Now, thankfully, my wife still likes me even though our kids are not around. So that's very, very helpful. But for you, start to think about what it's going to be like when there are no kids in the house. What is your new normal going to be like? And start planning for it now. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Social security. Is it going to run out? Are they going to not pay me because I've been saving my whole life Are they going to reduce my benefit? Those are very, very important questions. And it's funny because the younger the person I'm talking to, the more they're convinced Social Security isn't going to be around for them. But for folks that we're planning for that are getting really close to Social Security, they're getting nervous about whether or not Social Security is going to be around because every year we see the headline, Social Security bankrupt by 2033. And if you don't read any further or if the article doesn't explain to you some things that I'm going to explain today, you would freak out, wouldn't you? Social Security bankrupt by 2033. So today we're going to figure out What exactly that means, Social Security is going to run out by 2033, what we can do to make sure it doesn't run out, what will happen if it does run out, and are they going to take benefits away from me because I've been a family steward, maxing out my retirement savings year in and year out. So why are they going to give it to me? Because I already have a bunch of money. So let's unpack this because I want you guys to feel really good after this episode when it comes to Social Security. So first, will Social Security run out in 2033? Well, no, not exactly. I mean, think about it for a second. If you're working right now, you're paying 6.2% of every dollar you earn up to the cap, and I'll get into that, to pay towards Social Security. Your employer has to pay another 6.2% that's 12.4% that you're paying and everybody else that's working is paying and all that money is used to pay for the folks that are collecting social security right now so for a long time we had more money coming in than we had going out so the social security trust fund was started if you want to know what it's called it's called the old age in Survivors Insurance Trust, the OASI Trust. And when we have a surplus of money coming in, more coming in from workers than we have going out for folks collecting Social Security, we add to this trust fund. Well, the problem is we got more People collecting, then we do have money coming in. So that Social Security trust fund is starting to deteriorate. And the headline is correct where that trust fund will be zero by 2033 if we don't do anything about it. Now, here's the first thing that you need to understand if nothing happens, it doesn't mean that Social Security is done because there are still a whole bunch of workers working and employers paying that total of 12.2% that if we extrapolate it out, there is still enough money coming in to pay for 75 to 77% of all the benefits of people that are retiring until the turn of the century for over another 75 years. So worst case scenario, we do nothing and you're still getting about 75% of the benefit that you deserve. Now, we ran into this problem in 1983. The Social Security Trust Fund was about to go to zero. And what happened? Well, for a long time, nothing, because the government does nothing until the 11th hour, until the last possible second. And in 1983, at the last possible second, the government raised the full social security age from 65 to 67 and they did it through a gliding path of 23 years. That meant that your full retirement age in 1983 was still 65. But every few years that retirement age went up to 65 in a couple of months, to 66, to 66 in two months, to 66 in four months. Now, for me, I'm 52 years old. For people that are older than me, our full retirement age is now 67 years old. So by the government gradually raising full retirement age from 65 to 67, they properly predicted that social security, the trust fund, would not go bankrupt for the next 50 years. And guess what? 40 years ago, when they made this prediction, they're going to be right within six months. So maybe the government doesn't know a lot, but they do know about social security projections. So what does that mean? Well, If we simply raise the full Social Security age from 67 to 69, we could easily add another 40 or 50 years on to make sure that the Social Security Trust Fund does not run out. And because of life expectancies are so much higher. People are living so much longer. It makes all the sense in the world to raise the social security age, full social security age from 67 to 69. And just like in 1983, they will do it gradually over a 20-year period. But keep in mind, they are not gonna do a daggone thing until the 11th hour because they never do. So is it gonna run out? Social security is not gonna run out because we still have enough money coming in to pay 75% of benefits for the next 75 years. And if we raise social security a couple of years, we can pay those full benefits for another 30, 40, 50 years. And there are a number of other ways where we could make sure that that social security trust fund does not run out. I don't have time to get into those right now, But there are several different ways. But just know one thing. The government is probably not going to do a daggone thing until a couple months before the whole thing is set to go to zero. And everybody's going to freak out. And then at the 11th hour, a bill will be passed. So worst case scenario, we're only getting 75% of benefits but I don't believe that to happen. Something will happen within the next 10 years and probably in about 10 years, and we'll be just fine. So I don't believe the people who think everything's gonna run out. That's one part of this podcast. The second part is, will the government take away my social security or some of my social security benefits if I'm a high earner? the government looks at my 401k or my ira and sees that it's 1 million, 2 million, 3 million. Are they just going to take my social security payment away? Is somehow the social security system going to be means tested? Well, to get the answer to that question, we need to figure out how the social security payment is actually made. If you go to ssa.gov to get your social security statement, which you should, you will see what your estimated retirement benefit will be at your full retirement age, 67. In fact, you'll see that it'll be less if you collect early. You can collect all the way up to 62, or that will be more if you collect after age 67 and all the way up to 70. But how in the world is that number figured out? Well, it's figured out from a complex formula, but we need to figure out what that is, So the government takes the average of your highest 35 working years to come up with something that is called the average index monthly earnings or the AIME. So let's use me for an example. I am 52 years old if you go to ssa.gov and I have my social security statement right in front of me, you can see all of your working years and what those wages are. And I have almost 35 years worth of working wages because I have wages dating all the way back to 1989. But you're probably asking the question, well, 35 working years Of course, I made a whole lot less when I was younger. Number one, probably because I didn't have a college education, but mostly because of inflation. Well, don't fear. Every year of wages is indexed up for inflation. For example, my very first working year, that I actually had paid into Social Security was 1989. I was working for my father, probably being a gopher during the summer at his construction business, cleaning the work site, hauling lumber around, that sort of thing. And guess what? I made $1,992 in 1989. However, that number is not what's used as one of my working years as that being the total of one of my 35 years. Instead, it's indexed up for inflation. And if you care to know what $1,992 was in 1989, today's dollars is almost 6,000. In 1996, I made 10 bucks an hour working in a used CD store, a music store, and I made $19,800 that year but that is like making $39,500. So that's the number that's used as one of my 35 working years, $39,500, not $19,800. In the year 2000, I was an assistant manager for a grocery store. In the year 2000, I made $45,692, and that is like making a little over $87,000 in today's dollars. 87 is what's used to calculate my average index monthly earnings. The other thing you need to know is that Social Security is taxed up to a cap. In the year 2023, this year, if you make over $160,200, everything above that is not taxed at the 6.2% for Social Security. So if you make $200,000, That last $40,000 that you earned, not taxed for Social Security. If you make $500,000 a year, only the first $160,000 this year is taxed. And that is always indexed up for inflation too. For example, in 2003, I started making a little bit more money. The cap, the Social Security cap in 2003 was $87,000. In 2003, I made a little bit more than $87,000, but I was only taxed 6.2% up to $87,000. And guess what? Making $87,000 in 2003 is like making $160,000 in today's dollars. Every wage year is indexed up for inflation and then up to the actual cap. And once we have all of these 35 working years, and if you don't have 35 working years, we're gonna have zero for some of those years. We add up every one of those dollars, we divide by 420, because there's 420 months in 35 years, and we come up with your average index monthly earnings. That's how it works. Once we have that number, we can figure out what your Social Security payment would be if you collect at your full retirement age. So let's go through an example. Let's pretend for an example that you make $10,000 a month, that that is your average index monthly earnings average of your last 35 or your highest 35 working years. How do I figure out what my monthly payment will be? Well, it is a very complex formula, but I'm gonna try and make it real easy for you. Because Social Security has what's called bend points. And if I'm going to make $10,000 a month on average, in today's dollars averaging every month my top 420 months, and it's $10,000, here's how it's figured out. That first $996 of your $10,000, you get a replacement rate of 90%. So those first dollars that you make, almost everything is replaced. That first $996, you're getting $869 in Social Security for that. That's the first bend point. The second bend point, remember, the first bend point, 90% replacement rate. The second bend point is on your next $5,006, your replacement rate is no longer 90%. It goes all the way down to 32%. So of those $5,006, because remember, I make 10, my average index monthly earnings is 10,000. I'm getting 32% of that $5,006 or $1,601. So, so far of my 10,000, I'm getting 1601 plus the 869. Get this. On the next $5,898. So in our case, there's $4,028 left. $869, 869 replacement rate of 90%. $5,006, replacement rate of 32%. The $4,028 that we have left, replacement rate goes all the way down to 15%. So on that last $4,028, I'm getting 201 as a monthly benefit. Think about that for a second. Of that $5,006, that replacement rate of 32%, I got $1,601. On the last 4028 I think I said 200 before, your replacement rate is $600. You're getting a whole lot less on those last dollars that you earned, those last four, $5,000 that you earn because of these bend points. So in this case, what would my social security payment monthly be? I take my 869 my 1601 and my 604 and my payment would be $3,074 a month. That's how you figure out your Social Security payment. So some people come up to me and say, oh, I'm looking to retire early, but I'm making a lot more money right now, and so I want to make sure that I'm getting my max Social Security. Maybe I should work a little longer. you got to remember that we got 35 years of earning history, all averaged up for inflation. And those last dollars, as long as you're a high income earner making, let's just say $100,000 a year, it's not going to make a big difference. And let's go back to the question, are they going to take my social security benefits away if I'm a high income earner, if I have a lot in my 401k because I've been saving a lot? And the answer to your question is they already are. <laughs> it's already means tested. You're still paying 6.2% of every dollar up to the cap into Social Security, but your replacement rate goes from 90% down to 32% and finally down to 15%. The system has already been built to ensure that high-income earners who are paying the same 6.2% into Social Security relatively are getting a lot smaller payment. Yes, they're getting more. The person making $130,000 has a higher Social Security payment than the person making $60,000. But it's not that much different. It's not half as much because of these replacement rates. Is Social Security means-tested? or will they means test it? It already is. Let's think about what we learned for a second. First, is social security going to run out? Well, the trust fund might. If we do nothing at all, the trust fund will run out, but you should still feel confident that you will receive 75 to 77% of your intended benefit. Would that be a bummer if you didn't get that 25%? Absolutely. But when you're doing your retirement planning, I don't want you to think about the fact that you're going to get nothing because the Social Security Trust Fund does not have any money in it. That's not the way it works. When we do retirement planning with our clients, we have a what are you afraid of section. And in that section, we can take that Social Security payment, 100% of that payment, and drop it and pretend that the social security trust fund ran out. But we're not dropping it to zero. We're taking about 25% of the benefits away and then testing the retirement scenario and see if it still works. So if you're afraid of social security running out, the trust fund that is, let's see what will happen to your plan if it does. And if your plan still looks really, really good, what are you stressing about? There's no reason to stress when you have a plan that is testing the worst case scenario. Now, I don't believe that the government will do nothing anyway, that something will get done with the Social Security Trust Fund simply by raising the Social Security age by a couple of years, or taxing people on every dollar that they make an income. That would make a huge difference. And finally, I spent most of the time talking about, will your benefit get reduced because you're a high income earner? Well, my friend, it already is. So let's not stress about that. I hope you've learned about Social Security, about the system, that you can lower your stress because we're gonna be just fine. I will see everybody. On the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best of Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal of Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer or a personalized investment or tax advice through the Best of Wealth Podcast.